Today on the Profitable Tradie Podcast, the inmates are running the asylum. That's kind of what happens when there's no accountability. It's just anarchy. What is accountability? It means taking responsibility for your actions and their outcomes. The good people leave because they are frustrated. If we don't actually talk about and address the things that aren't working, then how will we get better? People would take ownership of their results and and the improvements they could make. There's not a blaming other people for things or blaming circumstances like, hey, it's going to be, it's up to me. And that's really the core of accountability. No, no, uh, oh, I can't think of the word. It's, oh, this, God, this I'm team, blanking this, out. If you're listening, this is an incredible moment. I've never seen Phil. I've run out of words. Short, I've lost the word. word. Oh, What's no, happening, bro? Um, when it comes to running a successful plumbing, electrical, or a similar service business, holding your team accountable is critical. Accountability is the cornerstone for any high-performing team. It's what ensures that the tasks get completed on time, your projects are on budget, your clients are satisfied, and your business thrives. Tune into today's episode where we dig into how to create a culture of accountability and how you can bust through the biggest accountability challenge that most owners get stopped by. You're listening to the Profitable Tradie Podcast, where we'll help you turn your business into a money-making machine. We know you're busy, so we'll make it worth your time. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, time is money, and we're here to help you make more of both. So hit the follow button, and let's get started. To the podcast. Hey, hey, it's Tony Fraser-Jones here, the host of the Profitable Trading Podcast. Cool to be hanging out today, and uh, here with my mate, Phil Smith. How you doing, Phil? Yeah, good. Always good. You're always good. Yep, same question, same answer. That's it. Let's move on. Same question, same answer. What are we talking about today? Accountability, uh, which is a great topic. So basically, what is accountability? It means taking responsibility for your actions and their outcomes. And the winners in all walks of life, whether it's business, sport, whatever, they're really big on accountability because basically it means that they assume that they're responsible for their results and that they can change their results through their actions. It's pretty big. Yes, it is. And the, uh, the losers... Oh, actually, sorry, we can't say that these days. We have to say the um, second place getters. No, you can't say that either. Oh, that's, sorry. that's demeaning. You say the, the people that didn't win, not that winning is important. Right, so the not winners. The also rans. Yeah. The other yeah. competitors. Um, Hang on, we're all winners. Oh, man, this is getting confusing. It now. is confusing, but that's the world <laughs> we live in. Uh, participation is the name of the game. That's right. Uh, anyhow... Um, Look, the non-winners or the losers, uh, they think that they can't control their results and that their outcomes aren't their fault. Mm. In other words, they don't feel accountable. They're not accountable for for what they get. Well, they're powerless and helpless after all. Yeah. They are victims of... Circumstance. Circumstance. Yeah. Tough way to be. Tough way to be. Uh, But accountability is massive. And we know uh, through the work that we do uh, coaching you know, thousands of business owners that those people who can create accountability in their business and hold themselves accountable and buy into this whole concept of being responsible for their results, they get great results and life is much better for them. Yeah. Uh, it's absolutely critical for your business success. And today we're going to dig into four steps uh, that are required for good accountability and why actually holding your team is actually so darn difficult Yeah, and how to make it easier for you as well. Yeah, 100%. And uh, we, have a, we have a good old story to get started, I'm sure. We have a story. We may have used this one before, but it's a good story. And uh, it's about Bill Belichick, who's the famous coach of the Patriots. Yep. A uh, very famous team. And uh, whether the team won or lost, after each game, the team had to watch the, the replay of the game. Yeah, the game footage. The game footage. And it was called Eat the Humble Pie. Yep. And basically they'd go through it and, you know, see where they went well, but also, more importantly, where they didn't measure up and the mistakes they've made. Even if they won, even if they had a great game and crushed it. It was about figuring out, you know, where they didn't measure up, where they could do better, uh, where they could make improvements. Yeah, well, they used to joke about it. I mean, basically, uh, you could have the, the game of your life and play out of your skin and just, you know, absolutely smash it. And uh, no matter what, 
the, the day after, you'd be watching your game footage with Bill and he'd make you eat your humble pie because he'd point out everything you did wrong. Uh, and again, it's not about being harsh on you, but it's about constant never-ending improvement, right? So if we don't actually talk about and address the things that aren't working, then how will we get better? It's, yeah. it's really, really important. That culture at the Patriots was a very high accountability culture. That's the point here. Yeah. People would take ownership of their results and, and the improvements they could make. There's not a blaming other people for things or blaming circumstances like, hey, if it's going to be, it's up to me. And that's really the core of accountability. Totally. And I think that, you know, no no consequence or, or anything here. No, no, uh, oh, I can't think of the word. It's, oh, this, God, this I'm team, blanking this, out. This, this, this is, uh, if you're listening, this is an incredible moment. I've never seen Phil I've run out of words. Short, I've lost the word. Oh, What's no, happening, bro? Um, oh, this is the longer this goes on, the harder it is. The point is, it, coincidence. It's not a coincidence that the Patriots also had an incredible winning record. And a lot of people say, yeah, but they had Tom Brady. I'm like, man, they had an awesome team. They actually had a lot of good players that did a lot of great things. Um, and it was actually more of a of a thing that the whole team was actually pretty damn good. And this is why. You know? Yeah. So it was no a champion team. Yeah. Not necessarily a team of champions, even though there were a lot of champions in the team. That's right. So on the other hand, if we have uh, weak accountability in our business, we'll run into some problems. We do. Well, if you have weaker t- accountability in the business, you know, you've got employees, your team, pretty much doing what they want. That's uh, right. Because there's no consequence. Uh, there's a great phrase that, um, I don't know where I heard it. Maybe I made it up. I don't know. Could have. It's been a long time. The inmates are running the asylum. That's kind of what happens when there's no accountability. It's just anarchy. And the prisoners are running around, running the show. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you who made that quote up. Oh. Someone who's dead just now. Right, who made that quote up? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm sure they did just now, according to you. Yeah, <laughs> six feet under pushing up daisies. That's anyway, um, if you don't have good accountability in your business, here's the kicker. The good people leave because they are frustrated. Yeah. And I think this is your immortal line. Nothing kills a, a good employee than watching you tolerate a bad one. Yeah, that's right. And that's if you do tolerate, there's no accountability. Yeah, totally. Uh, and you lose control of what's happening in your business. Like, as I said, the inmates are running the asylum. No longer are you running it you're at the mercy of them mm. because you haven't provided the accountability that's required. Yeah, totally. And the, look, the consequence of all of that is profit and cash flow suffers because your team are not productive. Uh, and, you know, if you've run uh, a business, you're listening, you've got a plumbing and electrical or painting, glazing, tiling, landscaping, whatever it is, drainage, uh, is service-based business, you know the money is in the, in the labour mm. uh, and it's in the productivity of your labour because you've got to buy materials, they are what they are. It's kind of like, you know, if you're baking a cake, you got to buy the ingredients, right? Yeah. It just is what it is. Uh, but if the pro- productivity is not there, you're going to lose a lot of money. And accountability is a, a great way to help drive the productivity of your business. Yeah, totally. And if we have strong accountability, we have some pretty huge upsides. Upsides. People respect you as a leader. And leadership is incredibly important to grow a business. Uh, and we know from the businesses we've worked with, those ones that grow and are multi-million dollar businesses, not only in revenue but in profit, they have exceptionally strong leaders, leaders who hold people accountable. Yeah, You build a culture of accountability and productivity, and the employees are winners. They love it because they thrive on the accountability, and you attract more winners. Yeah, big time. So that's huge. And here's the cool thing. The losers or the, uh, what do we call them? The also-rans. The also-rans, the non-winners. <laughs> Those who can't handle the accountability, they actually move on. They just can't, you know, if you, if you shine light on something and it's not good, they can't handle that. They can't yep. handle the light being shined on it. The truth, if you like. Yeah. That's getting a bit D&M. You can't you know, handle the truth. That's right. Yeah, so they leave. Yeah. Uh, which is a great thing in the long run. It might be difficult at the time, but trust me, it's a good thing. Yeah. 
Uh, and then your profitability and your, your cash flow improves and you can build a team that'll allow you to actually create a great lifestyle. Well, that's what it's about. Because mm. profit's important, of course. But really what we want profit for is so we can create a great lifestyle uh, and you need a team you can trust that are accountable to be able to do that. Yeah, big time. So what is accountability? Well, I just need to pause and have a cup of my tea. Phil. Oh, your cumin tea. Oh, gosh. It's actually green tea, mate. Oh, green tea this time. Guys, if you haven't already tried a cup of cumin tea, what you need to do is just go to your spice rack, pour a bunch of cumin into some hot water, and then, um, yeah, try to enjoy it. You won't, but apparently it's good for you. You actually get cumin seeds and you boil them. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Phenol too, apparently. Uh, green tea's got lots of antioxidants. Mm. Anyway. All right, what is accountability? Accountability, I need some. Yeah. Uh, look, accountability really simply is uh, it's being responsible for your actions, uh, your decisions, and the results or consequences that come from them. So basically, accountability involves acknowledging and accepting the outcomes of your behavior, both positive and negative, and being willing to learn from the mistakes and make improvements. Absolutely critical part of personal and professional growth, and it's just an unbelievably important component of good teamwork and leadership. In fact, the way I look at it is if you're listening and you own a business, accountability is actually the hard work of leadership. Yeah, totally. It's like the you know where the rubber meets the road in leadership. Yeah. Uh, because people could like you as a person, you're fun to be around, but if you don't provide accountability, then the productivity is not going to flow from the business and eventually they're going to start losing respect for you because if you don't provide accountability, essentially become weak. Yeah, yeah, and that's not a good look. It's not actually helpful to the team either. And I think if we look at why accountability is important, I mean, think about it from a cultural perspective. So you know, every time someone does something that doesn't measure up to the standard that you have, uh, you know, or have an opportunity to demonstrate your leadership and reinforce the standards and culture. Um, so you actually have to take that opportunity, you know, because it's right there. Uh, if you do nothing, you actually let that culture slide and others are going to notice and that's going to be real bad. You know, you do have to call it out. Um, because when you do, others will actually pull their socks up. You know, they they notice you calling out the bad behaviour or, or the you know the lack of results, and they pull their socks up too. And even better, the bad apples actually might leave, which is uh, which is good. You know, as you said, people don't like the spotlight on if they're having a hard time. Um, and I think a lot of performance issues with your team are caused by poor accountability. Really, it's it's letting those poor performances slide. Uh, and not pulling them back into line while they're still a small problem. You know, you've probably heard the, the situation or the saying, you know, nip it at the bud. Um, if you don't nip it at the bud, you end up with a, a, a real problem, you know. Well, and yeah, it's like weeds, you know. If you don't pull the weed out, what happens? Yeah, well, you get it overgrown. It's it becomes seeds. harder and harder. It's seed. The weed yeah. seeds, and instead of one weed, now you've got 300 weeds. Well, not and to mention even that one weed, like when it's totally small, you pull it out easy. But once it's actually taken root and it's, it's really got off the ground, it's, it's, it's way harder to pull out. And it's going to make a big mess when you pull it out too. Uh, and I think poor hiring is also a big issue here um, because, you know, good people are going to love accountability. But if you hire the wrong people and they're not going to like that, then you just have an uphill battle the whole time. Because uh, when you try to hold them accountable, they push back and it just creates issues, really. Yeah. And if you think about it, you know, as a business owner, let's think about some times where this might play out some examples. I mean, a great a classic example that we hear all the time, massive frustration, is people not completing their job cards mm. uh, on time or correctly as you want. Uh, and if they don't do that, there's a lot of downstream consequences that they don't understand, you know, invoicing, cash flow, uh, mucking around for your for your office team. Mm. But if, if someone doesn't do it, and uh, maybe they don't do it for a week and you don't call them on it, then they think that's okay. They think, well, they're not really watching. It doesn't really matter. There's no consequences. You've just taught them it's not a big deal. You've taught them that it's okay. Mm. And then maybe they talk to someone else 
Uh, maybe they're training someone else, and then the rot sets in, and then all of a sudden you've got, you know, 50% of your team are not actually doing their time cards, yeah. job cards properly, and that that's happened because you didn't take the action mm. when you should have. Yeah. And I think this is the key thing. Like you've mentioned, every decision, every time that there's an accountability that can come up, if you take action on it, you build the culture. Yeah. If you don't, you damage the culture. Yeah, that's right. So it's 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 very simple. Plus, you, I mean, if nothing else, you just make it harder for yourself to call that behavior out later. Because if you look at it, like, let's say I don't fill in my job card today, uh, and you don't do anything about it today, and you let me do it four, five, six times, and the whole time you're getting more and more pissed off, and then you finally call me out on time number 10, um, then and you say, this has happened 10 times, I'm going to be like, whoa, where did this come from? Um, whereas for you, this has been building up and building up, but for me, this has come out of nowhere, and you've just dropped a whole bunch of evidence on me. Uh, and yeah. I'm thinking, why don't you just tell me the first time? I don't realize this is a big deal. And and now you come across as grumpy dad or grumpy mum. Yeah. Um, and that damages the culture too, mm. relative to nipping it in the bud. Yeah. Uh, I love right. that weed analogy, by the way. That was good. You did well. Yeah, you like that? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think there's really two parts to accountability, right? Yeah. First part is pretty obvious. Uh, when people don't do things that uh, are the standard, then they need to be held accountable to the standard. And so that means calling them out early. And uh, letting them know, and if they persist, there has to be consequence. Yep. It's very simple. It's like the laws of the land are the standards we live by. And if you can't abide by those standards, then you can't be part of society. So you get taken out of society and put in the asylum with all the other inmates. Yeah. So, you know, there has to be consequences. But yep. the flip side is is, uh, is a little less obvious, but it's no less important. Uh, mm. The winners love being held accountable. Yep. Uh, they love to know that they're winning. Yeah. And accountability and measuring them against the standards you have and letting them know that they're hitting the standards or exceeding them is massive. Yeah. Uh, they just feel great when they hit the standard. And we, as the leaders, we should really celebrate the winners winning. And that will do a massive amount to build your culture as well. Mm. That, like, pulls everyone up, Yep. Uh, which is which is huge. So you want to make sure you know, you're doing that accountability to obviously uphold the standards but also to reinforce the standards when the winners hit them. Yeah. And the winners will just, they'll blossom. It's like you give a child praise and they grow towards the praise. Yeah. Same with your with your team. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, if we, if we look at this like a sports team, which is often an easier way to think about it, uh, for me anyway, with these two parts, you know, like it's like the first one is, is calling out when people aren't hitting standards. You know, they're basically breaking rules. Um, which again, if you look at a sports team, it's like if I play by the rules, I get to stay on the field. If I break the rules, uh, I get penalised and potentially taken out of the game by the referee. So that's one form of accountability because if I won't play by the rules, I'm ruining the game for everyone else. But then the other standard of accountability is am I performing in terms of my athletic performance or you know hitting my key stats? It might be a amount of you know, successful kicks or it might be the amount of uh, meters gained or it might be the amount of turnovers won, whatever it is. But if I'm exceeding or meeting, meeting or definitely exceeding my stats, I'm going to stay in the game, I'm going to start, I'm going to play more minutes, I'm going to enjoy more rewards, get player of the day, um, maybe even get representative honours. Whereas if I'm not meeting my key stats um, and not performing, well then I'm going to play less minutes, I'm definitely not getting representative honours, I might even get dropped from the team eventually. So the one side is, am I upholding the standards to be part of the game and help everybody enjoy it? And the other part is, am I performing well enough to remain part of this team um, and actually help the team win as a whole? So, you know, your job is to hold people accountable on both those fronts or otherwise people are going to not enjoy the game 
or the team is not going to win games and you'll be underperforming. Yeah, uh, it's a so it's a great metaphor, isn't it? Because if you're talking to your team and they're getting frustrated and think you're you know, you're being unreasonable, it's like you can use that to say, look, this is like a sports game and you can take their favourite game, maybe it's basketball or football or whatever it is, uh, rugby, whatever, and you can say, hey, if you played that game and there weren't any rules, what would the game be like? Yeah. Well, it's just chaos. Yeah, and like if you don't have the balls to rush. hold people accountable, then basically what you're doing is you're starting a, a sports game but with no ref, uh, no coaches, no selectors, anyone can play, anyone can do whatever they want, and you know what? The game falls apart. Nobody enjoys it. Yeah. There are no winners and losers because everything's just a shambles, and basically it wasn't even worth starting. So... You know, unfortunately, as a leader, you have to be that referee. You yeah, have to be that coach, and you have to be that selector. Um, and you know, really, the game relies on you uh, to to uphold those roles. So it's really important. And for us, I mean, there's four key parts to providing good accountability for your team. Yeah, uh, this, maybe you should this, take us through. Yeah, it. this is important because uh, it, it sounds from what we've talked about so far is like, well, they they should do what they are supposed to do, and if they don't, we'll kick their bums, and if they do, we're going to give them a pat on the back and say we appreciate it. And that's part of it, but. To provide great accountability, there's really four steps to it. And the actual key is clarity because uh, often you think it's clear what the team needs to do, but they're not actually clear on what you expect. Yeah. And like job cards are a classic example. You know, you might just say, do your job card. Hmm. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I did it on Friday. Did all of them on Friday. But what you actually wanted was it done on site, out in the field when they finished the job, and you wanted a full description of all materials used and photos of the job, loaded into your jobbing software. That's what you wanted. Mm. Uh, but they weren't clear on that. They just thought you wanted them done. So uh, it's it's absolutely critical uh, to be clear on success. So that's the first step, clarity on what success looks like. Uh, and yep. so that's, you know, the values of the business, that's the rules of the game, that's the job description, that's the key performance indicators, that's what does success look like. So yep. clarity on success is critical. The second piece, second box, if you like, is clarity on how. So that's process and systems. So you have clear systems and processes for how to do the work. So that might be your, your SOPs, your standard operating procedures, uh, your checklists, uh, maybe some training videos that you put together for how to do things out on the field, out on the job, or in the office. You maybe use Loom or Jing or a whole bunch of you know recording software that shows the team how you actually want it done. Yeah, that's the second thing. The third thing is accountability. That's the actual checking. So that's you know have they hit the standard that they needed to. Mm. Uh, and the fourth thing is coaching and feedback. So that's praise, consequence, recognition, and training. Yeah. Uh, to make sure that if the accountability didn't measure up with the standard, they understand how, why, and what they need to do. Yeah, totally. Uh, so it's a really simple four-step process. Clarity on, su on success, clarity on systems and process, accountability, and feedback and coaching. And you cycle through that loop, you're going to provide uh, brilliant accountability for your team, and they'll grow as well. Yeah, and I think just on that note, like you'll notice that this actually, this loop is present, you know, in so many walks of life, um, and different people are going to need different emphasis on different steps. There, you know, some people are going to need more of the clarity on success. Some people will need more of the clarity of process. So, you know, how do I actually achieve this? Some people need more of the checking, the accountability, and some people need uh, more of the feedback and coaching. You know, if you look at somebody who's just getting into a sport, like let's say I've uh, I've never learned to play golf before then I might need a lot of emphasis on the clarity of what success looks like. Like, how do I actually, what am I even trying to do? Um, and clarity on the process. Like, how do I even swing the, the club? Whereas if you look at someone like Tiger Woods, even he's going to have coaches. Um, you know, even he needs leadership and even he needs accountability. Thing is, he knows exactly what success looks like. You know, there's not much emphasis needed there anymore. 
and definitely not on the process of how. He can swing a golf club. Um, what he needs is somebody that's checking on him. You know, are you performing things the right way? You know, are you slipping here? Is this bad behaviour creeping in there? You know, are you achieving the stats you want to achieve? And then a lot of the feedback and coaching box, which is the praise, feedback, you know, consistency and reinforcement. You know, he's still going to need that. You never outgrow this. So it doesn't matter how uh, experienced or inexperienced your team members are, uh, they always need at least some of this. There just might be different emphasis for different roles. I think it's interesting you use the golf metaphor because I know that you're you're exceptionally good at golf and, and definitely the last time we played golf, your golf was okay, but your driving was a bit scratchy. <laughs> it's gone the uh, other way now. My driving's yeah, well, awesome. Well, no, no, your driving, of the, your, your driving of the golf cart was a oh, little bit scratchy. Um, <laughs> Phil took off on the golf cart and started pulling the handbrake on and, oh, and uh, sliding, drifting, they had, drifting the golf cart. It was cart. a wet day that, ex- that explicitly told us, don't drift the golf cart, and I got caught by the greenkeeper. The greenkeeper walked over to him donuts. and said, what are you doing? And Phil had nothing. He was like, that was actually the ultimate accountability when I think about it because he drove up and he looked at me and he said, what are you doing? And I was just like, oh, um, I'm, I'm sorry. And he just looked at me for a bit longer. Like and a dr- disappointed and, dad. And drove off. It was the ultimate disappointed dad. I was like, oh, man, I should never have done that. It was um, funny uh, watching from a distance, though, i got to say. Yeah, if, if he's listening, Horsham Downs Golf Course, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. That was just, that was uncool. That was a dick move. But yeah. it was funny as hell. It, it was funny at the time. Yeah. I think the thing here is uh, what you tolerate will never change. That's mm. the thing. What you tolerate, it will never change. The thing about accountability is that there does need to be consequences for behaviour if it doesn't hit the standard. It's just like your kids, you know, if you if you tell them to do stuff all the time but you don't actually back it up with anything, they ain't going to listen to you. No, that's right. Yeah. Hey, if you do that again, uh, you'll be in big trouble. Uh, the problem is they learn that the trouble never comes and so they keep doing the behaviour, really. They're just testing that boundary. And, um, you know, I'll say it once, say it again, that, you know, you take any good parenting book, replace the word child with employee, it still makes a lot of sense. In fact, it'd be an even better book, uh, a lot more useful sometimes. So, um, yeah, really, I mean, they're going to act the same way. And I think the big mistake that owners are going to make is that they teach their team once, uh, you know, how to, how to do something. So they've, you know, they've focused on that clarity of success and clarity of process. Um, and then they check on, in on them a couple of times to make sure they're going okay. And then they leave them uh, to basically do their thing. And they wonder why a few weeks or months down the track, things are going off track. Uh, you know, they checked a couple of times and they left it. And accountability is a constant and ongoing thing. You know, you have to keep going over the expectations. And lots of people find this hard and they don't think that they should have to do it. You know, I already taught them that. Why can't they just keep doing it right? You know, I even checked a few times and I made sure they had it. And then now they've lost it. What's going on? Um, but they need that constant accountability and you need to create a system that actually supports, supports this and supports your constant input. Um, you know, one good example, we've got um, some clients, uh, Tim and Dylan, um, run an electrical business and they have, uh, they have dashboards and, and a meeting called, uh, you know, the weekly de- deliverables meeting where each of their key roles has to stand up in front of the group and go through their key stats and why they achieved or didn't achieve each stat and basically give a rundown of this is how I performed. And it's just, it's just great for accountability. Uh, it's, it's so important, you know, and actually having to you know, present that to your your peers is is very powerful. Yeah, this um, is this is a big thing uh, when your business grows. And Tim and Dylan got a you know, it's not a small business; it's a medium sized business, and they have managers in key places. And this is where it often falls apart. You get an operations manager, an estimator, and they do a good job to start with, and you're like, sweet as job done. Don't need to look hands anymore. off. Don't need to look at them anymore. Well, that's not the case mm. uh, because they will drift drift off. And I think you've made the point. Everyone needs accountability. That's I need huge. it. You need it. 
everyone needs it. And well, the thing is, they they do need it. It's not just a some people want it and they say, oh, "I want it, I need it." But everybody needs it, and often we can shy away from you know, actually providing that accountability uh, because we're worried about the outcome. But the reality is, everybody needs this. Like everyone, doesn't matter how good they are, how experienced they are, they do need it um, because everybody slips sometimes. This is why when you think of leaders of countries or leaders of massive companies, sometimes they go off the rails because they get too big for their boots. Yeah. And there's no accountability. They they are the law. They can do what they want. Yeah. And that's where, you know, stuff can go bad. Well it's probably something actually, you know, if you're listening now and you you're the owner of your business, um, you know, this actually might be something that you're missing in your life because one of the hardest parts is that when you get to the top of the ladder, um, there's often not somebody above you, because you're at the top, uh, who's holding you accountable. And, you know, that's obviously where, you know, things like coaching come in um, or a mentor or accountability partner or, you know, the likes. Basically, Or even your profit and loss statement. Yeah, your profit and loss statement is pretty good for accountability. But you need to be looking at it for that's that. That's right. <laughs> um, but the point is everybody needs it because everybody slips sometimes. Everybody gets off track. You know, if, if you've been, you know, into exercise, you go to the gym, you go to the gym, everybody has that sneaky day off. You know, if you're on a diet, everybody has that cheat meal. But uh, if there's nobody there to you know, call you on that and get you back into line, um, then that one slip up can be a slippery slope towards um, yeah, being way off track. And uh, I just want to circle back to um, what Tim and Dylan do with their deliverables. Uh, and this is a great thing. If you do have a slightly bigger team and you've got managers, you know, make your managers responsible for putting together their own numbers each week, putting them into a spreadsheet or a system, and then telling people about them. Don't you do it for them. Make them do it because then they're absolutely accountable uh, and responsible for the results so they can see them then and there. And have, actually having to talk about those in a, in a group of your peers is tremendous accountability. It's, uh, it's a very, very powerful thing to do. Yeah. Well, I think the other thing is accountability can be really hard to do, right? Yeah, it's, no, it's not easy, right? Yeah. Uh, as I said at the start, it's like the, the sharp edge of leadership. And uh, the question is what actually stops leaders and business owners from actually holding people accountable? And we kind of need to get into the, the deep and meaningful to get into the feels a bit because it's actually quite deep. And it's a four-letter word. starts with F and it's fear. It's fear of confrontation. It's fear of rejection. It's fear of people getting angry. And uh, you know, under all that is the fear that if I hold my team accountable, they may not like it and they might leave. Mm. And I'm, if you're listening, you've probably felt that. You know, If I call people out on this, what happens? They might leave and what am I left with then? How will I get the work done? I'll have to do it myself. I'll let my clients down. I might go bankrupt. The world's going to end, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think we've all felt that as employers. That's a really dangerous place to be because if you operate out of that fear and give into that, the very thing that you're fearing is going to happen. You know, if yeah. you think about it rationally, most of us know that we need to toughen up and have the hard conversations because if we don't, our business culture will eventually crumble uh, the business falls apart, and as I said, the very things that we uh, feared happening are going to happen anyway. Yeah, uh, All the good people will leave because they're annoyed, uh, and we won't get the work done, and the, the business will wind down. So you really don't have a choice. Yeah. And as leaders of the people we, we work with, we can see the people who are prepared to have those hard conversations, they have a much better time. But not only do they have better teams and better businesses, they have a better life because mm. they don't let all everyone's uh, poor performance and attitudes and stuff, they don't let that get into their system. Yeah. Uh, so the thing is, and here's the thing, and this is probably the trick, when you feel like that, you've got to really examine the thought process that you have and, and you've got to identify that actually my thought process is, the thought going through my head is, hey, if I, if I do this, I might upset them and they might leave. Mm. And be very conscious of that. And then you've got to replace that thought with something which is way more uh, proactive and assertive. And maybe uh, you can swap it for something 
that's more like this. You know, something like every time I enforce the standards here, I improve the culture for everyone, for the team, for the clients and me. Yeah. Or maybe every time I enforce the standards, I'm creating a better business that'll be more profitable and be a better place to work for everyone. Yeah, totally. So you've got to get that thought process in your head and then you'll actually start taking the accountability and putting it into the business. You'll get the results that you want and that, you know, you deserve, but you've got to do the hard work. Yeah, yeah, you got to put on those hard yards. It's something you have to do. Again, you you are the ref in this game. You're the coach, you're the selector, and if no one plays those roles, the game turns to chaos. So you need to get the thought patterns in place so that you can actually, um, yeah, play that role confidently. Super important. And I think uh, if you haven't been doing this, uh, just as a final point, you may need to actually do a reset where basically you, um, yeah, you come clean to the team uh, and you do what we call the CEO apology, which is a really powerful um, tactic where you can do a group apology, so you could do this in person, or you could send out uh, a letter or an email company-wide and um, basically lay yourself on the altar of mercy and just say... Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And just say, hey, everybody, um, I just wanted to get in touch and say, you know, I'm really sorry because I've stuffed up. I've let you down. I've let you down. Um, The fact is, is that, you know, accountability is super important in the business. Everybody needs this to perform at their best, and I'm sure that all of you come to work every day wanting to perform at your best. Uh, you need my help with that because even the best players are going to slip sometimes. Uh, and so my job is to help you, you know, not slip so often and help you get back up if you do. Uh, and I haven't been doing that. And so, you know, please forgive me. Uh, and from now on, I'm going to be picking my socks up and I'm going to be doing better and helping you perform at your best. Um, and, you know, that's a promise from me. And sorry again, you know, even I slip. Look at that. Uh, and, and doing that is a really powerful way to, you know, take accountability for your own lack of accountability um, and, and basically put things yes. back on the right CEO track. CEO apology is an incredible tool. Yeah. Uh, nothing like being humble and taking the, the sort of the low, the low road because then they'll all take the high road, which is like, yeah, That's look, right. yeah, no, we'll do better too. Yeah. Yeah, well, should we land this plane? Let's do it. So accountability is the hard work of being a leader in your business. It's important that you hold your team uh, to standards and also celebrate the success because the winners love accountability. And every time... You do this, you improve the culture and the performance of your business. Thanks, Eats, for listening. We'll catch you all again next time. Bye. Next week on the Profitable Trady Podcast. How great would it be to have your clients telling you all the reasons that they should use your business as their service provider, rather than what normally happens, which is you trying to convince them that you're the best option for them. Tune into next week's episode where we share the four magic questions that will help you win more jobs without begging people to work with you. Congratulations on being part of a select group of savvy business owners who are taking their businesses to the next level. And to help you on your journey, don't forget to check out our show notes for a copy of our free book, The Profitable Trady, and other valuable resources. Thanks for being a part of this special group, and we'll see you in the next episode of The Profitable Trady Podcast.